Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Glass feels like I'm out of gas Had to learn to shower fast Cause the hot water disappears quick Got the bill but I'm out of cash I've already got a stack And I can't save it so I pray That these candle wicks I've got to last My cable was basic now I've got to pass In the mirror say it ushers lyrics like you got it bad Man it's cold outside My room's no better And the weight that I take on my shoulders no feather the hate that's breaking my faith and chasing away Any chance I'll get taken away's like an old letter Cause no matter how many times I try or read it It never changes, in the end I die I spent my whole life thinking the truth was a lie Now in the midst of my struggle I cry out God, why? In Florence, Alabama, on May 11th, 1984 Brad Cooper was born He was practically raised as an only child Because his half-brother is about 13 years older than him. Brad grew up in a two-parent home with parents who were not Christian but strongly emphasized good morals. Man, it's hard for me to understand the pain. I love to see the flowers, but don't want to need the rain. Coach pulled me off the bench, how I'm stuck up in this game. Rather have a dollar bill, guess I'm reluctant to change. And they say I shouldn't complain, like they walked in my shoes. My parents always, like, really enforced right and wrong. But they also let me have freedom, and they trusted me. And I think that helped a lot. And, um... I mean, they never, my grandmother made me go to church when I was younger, but I mean, church was never really a part of it, but at the same time, I also knew not to, I knew what to do and what not to do and stayed, stayed good in school and didn't get in any kind of trouble and um, it was cool. Um, I mean, at school, I was, a, I was kind of a loner. I was very shy. Um, I'm still kind of shy. That's why you hear this quiver in my voice. No. When I was at school, I was always quiet and to myself. And then my friends would come over after school. Yeah. I am me. That's all I know. Soccer philosophy taught to follow all of my goals. So I changed my drink since 15 years old. This long road started wearing holes in my soul. So, so I keep a fresh pair of kicks on. Try my best just to give hope through the lyrics written in this song. Don't need a yellow bracelet round my wrist to live strong. This that GPS flow for everybody trying to get home. 15 years, no overnight celebrities said 15 years. Took them that long just to mess with me. I tried to quit, God wouldn't let me leave. Now I have a platform like shoes back in the 70s. Had to sit up, that means that it's crunch time. I ain't practicing serving drinks when I say I worked on my punchlines. Hard work so sublime, night skies to the sunshine. Lyrics are food for thought, that's why I call my verses lunch lines. Hi, I guess that makes these songs a full course. Feature verses, dessert, the whole album the food court. Now, having audience, they tuned in and listening. Even though Brad was a good kid, 
He didn't have a sense of identity and never felt peace in his heart. Unbeknownst to him, at the age of 15, that was all going to change. My friend Kenny and Garnet, they were twins, and they kind of, kind of like asked and asked and asked for me to go to this like weekend retreat at their church. And at that point, I, other than Sunday school, I'd never been in church, and I didn't really want to go. And I told them no probably a thousand times. And that Friday, um, the evangelist that was speaking that weekend at the conference was named Ken Freeman. And he came to our school, and he was like 40-year-old white dude, and he had a cross shaved in the back of his head. So it kind of got my attention. I was 15 years old. I was like, let me listen to what he's talking about. And being a public school, he didn't say Jesus. He didn't say, really, he didn't say God. It was more just on choices. So he talked about choices. He kind of broke me down in, in the gym at school. And I went to the conference that night and got saved that night. And I ended up getting baptized that Sunday. Something I had fought so hard to not be around. And I was like, oh, okay, I give up. This is me. The whole whole school was in the gymnasium. It wasn't like he picked me out. But like what he was saying and the things he was speaking about, you know, when, when you have those moments where you're at church or someone's talking to you and it feels like they're talking about you even if they don't know you, like it was that moment. And with, with Ken Freeman, he had a humongous testimony and like had been through a whole lot and a whole lot of craziness in his life growing up. And there was something about what he said at that school that made me want to go to church that night. And I realized that it was even through all that, like he had joy. He had he had a peace on the outside of that, and I wanted that. Here we go again. It's just another school night. 10 p.m. Time to turn off the light. 16 years old, thinking this is a joke. Wanna say something to mom, but it ain't worth the fight. Besides, got my driver's license, I'm moving up till I got my parents' 93 green cougar. What a loser. I'm almost 18 now. College applications mixed between freestyles. First year for college and my first album. First girlfriend that was really worth counting. So much happening, so much rapping. Mixed with stress that it turned out to be a I inhabited a studio floor In the end, I ain't go to class no more And the ones I did, I couldn't pass no more Without music, I got so bored But I'm all grown up Dropped out of college, moved back to mom's place. Dad had an open heart, Matt had an open room. Two bed, two bath, big screen and ocean views. In my dreams, reality was section eight. Low income housing with a rich mind state. Besides a crime rate, I was living good. 60 hours a week at work just to live in the hood. I learned to wash clothes and how to iron too. 
And how to cook dinner quick at the drive-thru And how to grind through to make sure I get the bills Thank God every day I never missed a meal And never had my lights cut off without warning Never got a call from Jerry Springer or Maury 24 years now my mind's still open As long as God lets me live, I'ma keep growing Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com. That's TestimonyStories, with an S, dot com. Where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Come on. Right now, you're listening to B. Cooper's Testimony, a Musician Story. Now, Teenage Brad is saved. And for most new Christians, that requires a lifestyle change whether it be major or minor. But for Brad, the transition really wasn't that difficult. Knowing that I was, quote unquote, a goody two-shoes, I didn't get in trouble. If I was with a group of guys, even before I got saved, that was gonna do, they were going to do something bad, I would just walk away from it. I've always been like that. So it wasn't a huge change as far as action, but the change came when I really started to find my purpose and started to find that like even though I wasn't doing bad things and I wasn't getting in trouble, I still had no peace. I had no idea who I was, what I was here for. I had no idea that, I mean, you know, you hear growing up that God saves and sent, he sent his son to save us, but it, it didn't really resonate with me at all until that that moment. And at church that Friday night, I broke down and I cried and I'd never really cried in front of people like crazy to me that I was able to be that open. It, it I mean, going back to school, I was scared because I was like, you know, what are people going to think? Am I going to be there was this there was this looming like crazy Christian thought in my head like he's one of those kids. Like I remember in high school before I had gotten saved, there was this kid and he was like the the crazy Jesus freak and always about God and always had t-shirts on about it and anytime you talk to him that was what he was about and I, I remember feeling like that was really corny to me and felt really fake and then after that weekend like we actually became friends and it was like okay I get it like you found something that changed your life and you're just trying to share it with people 
So there was not really, especially not immediately, there wasn't a huge struggle as far as transitioning. While most of his peers were listening to alternative music, Brad was bumping hip hop through his headphones. I don't know what I stepped into. Just chasing my dream. Still stacking up vegetables in a grocery store. Nine to five. I ain't got time to mess with you. Break time. I'm writing lines. Open the back of this napkin is legible. But I never knew what to expect. Started off wanted to be the best. Then I got this feeling inside my chest. I can care less if I see a check. Spent more time trying to lead the pain. Whole mindset got rearranged. More than raps and beats that bang. I focused on trying to bring a change. Change. And that's when it all happened. I remember my brother, he had the LL Cool J cassette tape, and it was just the I'm Bad single. You wanna try me? First you better learn how to rhyme. I'm the pinnacle, that means I reign supreme. And I'm notorious, I'll crush you like a jelly bean. I'm bad. And I remember sneaking in my dad's car and just listening to that over and over and over. And... I loved it. And then I got in high school and I got saved. And after I got saved, I finally kind of like started coming out of my shell a little bit. And uh, my best friend at the time, Kenny Wayne, he um, he was starting to rap a little bit. And I started writing raps for him because I, I was I still had this mindset that, you know, I'm white. I probably shouldn't try to do this, but I'll write for you and then you can rap it. And my other friend, Crystal, they kept pushing me to rap. So we started a group. And we put out like a little CD. Um, I'll never forget the first time that I ever like rapped in front of anybody outside of my bedroom. I had went to a talent show at at the high school across town. So it wasn't the one that I, there are two high schools in my city, and it was the one across town, the one that I didn't go to. And we're sitting in the crowd, and they they started taking like pretty much like open mic, you know, like taking people on stage, asking people to freestyle about stuff. So I don't know why, but I told Joe, I was like, hey, if you get them to free, ask to freestyle about God, I'll go up on stage. And I had never rapped in, on a stage. I would never rapped in front of people except like my friends in my house. Um, I got on stage and I rapped. And after the talent show was over, I sat down and I was like really nervous, shaky and all. You know, I, I know in hindsight that I probably didn't do great. But this dude came up to me and was like, hey, you did a really good job. Um, I make music. And I would really like to work with you. And that guy is Derek Miner. <laughs> I mean, we met, I was 15. I might have already been 16, but I think I was 15 at that point. And that's where we started, like, a relationship musically. And that's when it all happened. Years of hard work, sweat, tears that had been trapped in. Disappeared quick, no magic carpets, Aladdin. Just me, myself, and I in a garden taught me compassion. And once I seen his face and I understood his grace then There's nothing you can say that would change the ground I stand on or the place I put my faith in Go, go,
Brad is referring to former Reach Records artist and current co-owner and artist of Reflection Music Group. If you heard Derek Miner's testimony, A Musician Story, you would know that at that time in his life, he was not rapping about God. It is interesting to hear that Brad's freestyle about God piqued Derek's interest. They started hanging tough and making music together, but eventually parted ways during high school. Oddly enough, they ended up at the same college. They say I'm a dope MC, dope, dope MC, dope MC. Guess I'm serving them that crack. Dope MC, dope, dope MC, dope MC. You know, murder in the track. From there, I started college at MTSU, and Derek actually went to the same college as I did. And we were kind of finishing up songs, doing shows. And at that point, I just, I wasn't at the point in my musical career and in my performances weren't good. My raps weren't developed. It was a lot of development at that point. And he was at a further stage than I was. And it created a little tension. And we just kind of split ways as far as music. We were still friends. We still kicked it. It was just like he was further along than I was. And it was kind of to the point where I was holding, like hanging things up and pulling things back. So I started doing my own music more, and he was doing his own music, and I met a guy named Dirty Rice, and that's the reason I reason I fell out of college. No, um, there were classes that they put us in together, and that was a really, really, really bad call. I mean, I guess we picked the classes, but yeah, we would just we would get to class and look at each other and be like, okay, and go back to the studio and work. But yeah, I went back to college and got my degree, kids. I'm a dope MC. Guess I'm serving them that white flow OD. You know, murdering the mic. Call me a bartender. I serve them when I write. No lie, not plagiarize. Probably eating if I bite. Cause there's no need to copy. Knocked down in life, but finish the fight first. You might know me as Rocky. They keep saying I'm cocky. Not my fault. The momentum that I got means nobody can stop me. Stocky. I prefer big bone. Don't need a yellow bracelet around my wrist to live strong. Musical saliva from birth learn to spit songs nice vocal inflections they worry about my skin tone man get gone let me be me since preschool they've been saying hey bc finally caught my attention did i mention they must be blind can't see me and it ain't just me i got a ghostwriter give credit where it's due modern day elijah working on punches and hooks professional fighter man, i spit fire similar to ghostwriter Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen.
Connect with testimony and musician story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. You are listening to B. Cooper's Testimony, a Musician Story. customer service i should be in a studio stacking vocals instead i'm in the grocery store stacking cokes up stocking peas and corn this is not why i was born but they keep on telling me to grow up uh, but what's the definition give up on all my dreams and fall into the system what's the point honestly must have missed it wasn't trying to get rich i just wanted them to listen wanted their attention so i worked through the hard times kept my head in scriptures trying to give them god's lines and through all this dream chasing never thought i'd say that 30 is finally our time dirty rice is a producer who has made hit songs for the 116 click we live as kings and Derek minor but before he was producing hits he was and still is brad's best friend while ditching class they developed a strong working relationship and formulated their own sound Brad ended up getting his degree at a community college in business management. He utilizes that degree with his day job with General Motors. Music has always been a passion of his. But for the past 15 years, he has been doing it more as a hobby. In 2003, he released his first album as BC and produced by Dirty Rice entitled Reflections of Self. In 2011, they dropped cashier of the month. B. Cooper and Dirty Rice's chemistry speaks volumes through their sound. These days, it is rare to have a producer and artist work on multiple albums together. We've always worked together, so I think we have a great chemistry together as far as music, and I I think it shows when you get in the studio, as, as an artist anyway, I think it shows when you get in the studio with someone that you're close to and and that gets you like I think we have a sound so it's not going in the studio and trying to create a sound it's going in the studio and just doing natural doing what is natural to us and that's always been helpful and that shines through as well with with my brother four that's my dude man we've been really close for like 14 years now so pretty much anything you hear me on will probably have him on it or in the background or writing on it and it, it's always just worked well. He's super talented. And just getting in the studio with people that get your vision. And it, it, it's it's like I don't have to explain my vision to these guys. It's like we can just start creating and it works. I just can't believe we made it.
has the creative part down. But when it comes to marketing his projects, he wasn't so successful. After he spent so much money on Cashier of the Month and it didn't reach many people, B stepped away from the music scene for a bit. Once some time had passed, B Cooper and Dirty Rice hooked up again for another project. They sent it out to some labels and the old homie, Derek Minor, hit him up and signed him to RMG. B and Dirty released the free mixtape Spare Change and now have an EP while the city sleeps. Dirty Rice and myself were working on the songs. Like once we started the process of being like, okay, let's put together another project. We were working on some songs. Everything was random. Like it wasn't a complete thought yet. And it was like 4.45 in the morning. He's working on a beat. I'm sitting on the couch. So I was just messing around on the computer. And I was like, bro, like it's 4.45 in the morning and we're working on records that we don't know if anybody will ever hear. And I was like, it, it clicked in my brain that everybody else was asleep and we were sitting in a bedroom working on music, you know? That's where it was birthed. And then from there, we re I really started thinking about other things ideas of it like like at the end of the day I feel like a lot of times we sleep on our dreams and a lot of times we have a passion and we're given a passion and we have this thing that makes us come alive and we're so scared because it's not the safe thing and it's not always the secure thing so instead of chasing my dream and instead of being awake to it and being aware of it in my life I go work 50 hours a week at a job and let that be my focus. And then every once in a while I'll record a song or write a song every once in a while or jump on a mixtape. And this whole project has been a process. And it's interesting to me in hindsight that it happened at this point in my life and the things that are happening happen. And I know it's God, but it's interesting to see that like once I finally woke up, if you want to use those words, it, once I finally like came to the realization that, this is a dream and a passion of mine for a reason. Like, God wants to use me. Once I woke up to that, everything fell in line, and now my dream's coming true. So while the city's asleep, we're not only working in the studio. While people are sleeping on their dreams, they can wake up to their dream. They can come to the realization that they need to do it, not only for them, but for the people around them. Testimony. Testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com.
a musician's story. I don't know what you hate from. Got a thousand beats in my cell phone. Audiences know B. Cooper for flowing over old-school samples and doing it well. But While the City Sleeps has a new sound. Journey with B as he tells the production process behind each track, as well as the meaning behind the songs in part two of B. Cooper's Testimony, A Musician's Story. Yeah, it's 15 years of hard work. Blood, sweat, tears, cardiac, my heart hurts. No Photoshop the crop and fix this artwork. All that would have been in vain if I ain't learned to put God first. First, nice late nights in the studio. No sleep to my funeral. Scorekeeper, I knew my Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician's story. This has been a Brown Theory production and an 83 Media production. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. While the city's sleeping, we wide awake, trains taking off. Nah.